Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm chapter 9. This is a psalm of David, and you'll notice a a division, two basic parts of this psalm. The first 12 verses will be praise of deliverance for what God has done in the past. The great deeds where God was with David. David's success is not from his own effort, but because God accomplished his great victory. In the last few verses, verses 13 through 20, is this song of deliverance, a prayer of deliverance, where David is suffering. He's looking back to God's past faithfulness. He's able to look forward and, and pray that God will intervene in his situation. So let's read this psalm it's in entirety from the English Standard Version. I'll give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I'll recount all of your wonderful deeds. I'll be glad and exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they stumble and perish before your presence. For you have maintained my just cause. You have sat on the throne giving righteous judgment. You have rebuked the nations. You've made the wicked perish. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. The enemy came to an end in everlasting ruins. Their cities you rooted out. The very memory of them has perished. But the Lord sits enthroned forever. He has established his throne for justice. For he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the people with uprightness. The Lord is a stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who sits enthroned in Zion. Tell among the people his deeds. For he who avenges blood is mindful of them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, O Lord. See my affliction from those who hate me. O you who lifted me up from the gates of death, that I may recount all your deeds, that in the gates of the daughter of Zion I may rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk in the pit that they have made. In the net they have hid, their own foot has been caught. The Lord has made himself known. He has executed judgment. The wicked are snared in the work of their own hands. Hegion, Selah. The wicked shall return to Sheol, all the nations that forget God. For the needy shall not always be forgotten, and the hope of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, let not man prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear, O Lord. Let the nations know that they are but men. So a lot of interesting things here going on in this psalm. David is praising God with his whole heart. He is recounting the wonderful deeds of God. And you'll see this phrase, wonderful deeds, throughout the psalms. This is actually one word in Hebrew. And so it's very common, especially common in the writings of David. He's going to exult in what God has done. So you'll notice David is probably taking part in some type of battle or, or some type of military campaign against the heathen is what many people think are happening in the psalm. And there's some type of respite from battle. And David is reflecting back on past success, victories that he's had over the heathen. And it's because God is bringing about this judgment. God is judging the nations through the efforts of David. It's interesting too, David looks forward into the future as, as if it's already happened. And that's very common in the thought world of the Hebrew Bible, when you look at the Old Testament, it's as if God has already judged the nations. So in one sense, through the past victories of David, it's looking forward 
saying there will be a day when God will judge all the nations. God will make all things right. What I find interesting about this psalm, when you look at verse 8 specifically, this verse is actually quoted in the New Testament when Paul is at Athens at Mars Hill preaching to those people and he's talking about the altar of the unknown God and he makes this uh, sermon based off of that altar and talks about this very God. Uh, Paul knows who he is, that he's the creator of all things. He quotes this verse to those people at Mars Hill. So I find that interesting that Paul is thinking about this psalm when he preaches a sermon. And this psalm is all about that God one day will judge the world. Through Jesus Christ, he will finish the task that David is talking about. David is saying, look, I've been successful in battle. I've fought the heathen nations. And my victories have been complete because of God's help, because of God's strong hand. But there's going to be a day when God will make all things right. And it'll be through the son of David, Jesus Christ. The ultimate victory will happen through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So God will make things right. God will judge the unrighteous. And it's very comforting to know that our God is a stronghold for those who are oppressed, for those that are in trouble. And this word cry out, you'll see this a lot in the Bible. Think back to times when people have cried out in their distress. You have the Hebrew people. In Egypt, in slavery, they cry out to God and God hears their prayer. Later on in the book of of Judges, they're in their own uh, promised land, the land that God had promised them. And they had been unfaithful and heathen nations once again were oppressing them and they cried out to God and God would send them judges as deliverers. And you'll see this happen over and over again. That when the people hurt and they cry out, God hears their prayer. And so we can be confident today that God hears our prayer when we're suffering. So what's interesting in in how we look at this psalm and what we can learn from it is that whenever you are suffering, the best antidote to suffering, the best antidote to pain is reflecting about God's greatness and goodness in the past, the good things God has done. So one thing I want you to notice today is the sin of forgetfulness. Sin is not uh, just the things that, the wicked things we do sometimes. It's also forgetting what God has done. Some would say, well, forgetting what God has done is an excuse for why I've sinned. Well, I sinned because I forgot who God is. But I would make the case as you read through this psalm and listen to the words of David, that forgetting what God has done is also sinful. And there's also poetic justice. If you notice around verse 15, it says the nations have sunk in the pit that they made in the net that they hid. Their own foot has been caught, so they've set this trap out to ensnare the righteous. But it'll be in their own net they will be caught. And I can't help but think of Haman, who had this plot against the Jewish people. And Mordecai revealed this plot to Esther, and Esther spoke out for her people. And Haman was hung on his own gallows. And so poetic justice is not just something that authors have created in their novels. Poetic justice comes from God that pagan people will be undone by their own evil at times. So I found that interesting too. And then this psalm ends with a really important question. What is man? And that's a question we need to ponder today. What is man? And the words that David uses here bring out the idea of the frailty of people, that we're frail, that we're dust. And without God's intervention, we're really nothing. And David realizes that. David is a mighty warrior. He's he's a gibberim. He's one who's won many battles, very valiant, but he realizes he's really just frail as dust. And if it wasn't for God, 
and his intervention in God and his action in his life, he would be nothing. And so it's something to contemplate today that who are we? We're nothing before God. Without God, we will return back to dust. And so as we reflect on this psalm, just we need to remember, to remember, <laughs> to remember what God's done for us in the past, the mighty deeds. I always talk about reflecting about your day of salvation and how God made precious promises over you that when you came to him and you put your faith in him and you were immersed in, in water, that God said precious things about you, beautiful things. And do we believe those things that God said about us? And all the, the great blessings in our life, let's don't forget what God has done for us. And then when we're suffering, that is the true antidote to suffering, is thankfulness. If we're thankful people, it's going to be very difficult for us to murmur and complain if we are people that are full of thanks and praise for God and all that he's done. So much to be learned from this psalm today, much to be applied. And once again, just recapping the, the three things that I took from this that I think are really important. Once again, we need to remember and be thankful. Secondly, there's poetic justice. And God is the one that authored poetic justice. That the evil will be ensnared in their own trap. That God will make all things right. That these battles of David that he won were pointing forward to a greater day when God will make all things right and will judge the world and set its rights. And the third thing, is that great question, what is man? Who are we? We're really frail as dust, and it's amazing that God shows us the grace that he does. And for that, we are truly thankful. Well, I hope you have a great day, and I look forward to us going tomorrow back into the story of Elijah and Elisha as we go through this time of faith amidst faithlessness as we discuss these great prophets. God bless. Hope to see you back tomorrow.